Welcome to episode 27 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm your grossly unprepared host, Ty, waiting for your cat calls on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Where can the netizens call your cat, Chris? <laughs> I'm allergic to cats, so uh, but you can reach me on the Twitter at CDVillaSenor, uh, where I'm always ready to uh, you know reply to you at all hours of the day. Or at least to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I'm grossly unprepared. I had a busy day, uh, and also we were busy making... Um, I guess, what would you call them? Concatenation puns? <laughs> yes. We were reminiscing on the Twitter today about uh, Celebrity Jeopardy and the, mis- the, the, the willful malapropisms um, spoken by the various contestants at, at various times. Did we ever we figure... Of... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did we, no, ever go ahead. Figure, did we ever figure out why Sean Connery just hated Alex Trebek? Did we ever, did we ever figure this out? You know, I think the obsession with his mother, I think it was less of an insult and more of a true obsession. I think that's one of those comedy things where they decide at one point, it's like, okay, we're going to do Celebrity Jeopardy and uh, and and uh, Sean Connery just isn't going to get it, right? He's just not going to get it. And then at some point over the course of the several years that they do it, he just becomes angry and like very like obsessed with torturing Alex Trebek in some way, shape, or form. I was always interested too in the like sort of bad makeup. Like <laughs> <laughs> they weren't trying very hard with the Connery look there. Not really, not really. But uh, but yeah, Hammond. Hammond will always he'll always forever be comedy legend for that. Just those little bits. Buckfutta. <laughs> 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 anyway, we talked about some of those. One of my favorite, one of my favorite ones, though. By the way, let's just, let's just get right off on the tangents because, right, you know, whatever. Um, is the one where it's the the category is um, starts with R's. Yes. And he says, and he's like, I'd like starts with R's, please. And and he says something, and he and his guess does not start with an R. It's like he says like apples. <laughs> and and Trebek's like, uh, that's not in the R's. And he said, well, that's not what your mother said last night, <laughs> Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of that one is, I didn't see that one coming at all. I did not. And that one, I mean, that's the beauty of half of these is that, like, you're just sort of watching the TV, and then all of a sudden it's like. You know, therapists for two hundred, Alex. Yeah, that's, that's why Buckfutter sticks with me, and not because of the the joke itself, but rather because the the final Jeopardy category is a number, like just write any number, and what he writes is it's a V, so it's a Roman numeral five, but it's the top of the K in Buckfutter. So when he does the reveal, the V is yeah. That's that's uh, so that that got me good. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Um, keep up with the show on Twitter at two on three pod, where we allocate 10 minutes per topic and always go to OT at the end of the show this week. Uh, we're, I guess, picking our battles. We uh, we'll talk about preparing for the family summer vacation, the eternal battle of self-motivation, and we'll pick the world cup bracket bracket poorly. I would probably guess. And I guess we'll see where we end up in the OT tonight. So Chris, we're going to start with, uh, preparing for the summer family vacation. Why don't you kick us off? This is the time of year when all of us 
well, not all of us, fortunate. if you're fortunate enough to be able to have a little time off and go somewhere with your family, this is the time of year where you're always wringing your hands over, like, what are we going to do? You know, what would be interesting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it brings, now, can I, you know, I know Louis C.K. is sort of not, is persona non grata, is celebrity non grata these days. A little bit. Can't <laughs> but, just whip out your cock. <laughs> <just> <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's a, me, he's a hashtag me too guy. But he, he's had this bit years ago where he talks about how you know he's got two little kids. He's got to get the car packed. He's got to get the kids in, and he's got to put his. He puts his. He gets his wife in the car and he closes her door and he walks around to his side of the car and that's his vacation. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's his vacation. And and as an adult, that sort of hits home. Because for sure, and especially if you're the dad, because the dad ends up when the kids are small, the dad ends up having to hoist all the luggage. You got to pack the car and all this other. You got to make sure that all the stuff is around. Like, does everybody got plugs for their iPad? Does everybody is there is there things happening? Like, not to dive into gender roles or anything, but the mom takes care of the snacks and the drinks and the whatever, the road treats, and all those kind of fun things. But the lion's share of this business like happens with dad it's the heavy lifting part well i gotta tell you it sounds like i'm not pulling my weight <laughs> <laughs> you making the wife like pack the car honey pack that damn car before no, we I, leave pack here. The, I pack the car yeah. but i mean I'm, I'm in charge of like electronics and all like like sundries but for the most part i've got a pretty good teammate taking care of all the clothes and the food and everything else yeah you have to yell yeah. at the you have to yell at the kids to get them in the car and whatnot because they're always screwing around it really depends on the day. <laughs> did I tell you what happened on our last summer vacation? No. I think I did tell you. We didn't have a podcast back then. All right. Well, that must be it. I don't remember well, things you tell me if they're not in the podcast. <laughs> I don't think you remember if I tell you on the podcast. Um, we It was a road trip uh, vacation, uh, just a couple hours away from home um, in a, a sunnier part, you know, more reliably sunny part of the state. Some water. And... Uh, the kids managed to get norovirus like 48 hours before we were leaving. <laughs> oh and god. So it wasn't quite over with yet. So they were so and they were they were they were uh, they were they were shooting it out of both ends kind of a deal. Luckily at that point the th- there was no more throwing up. Okay. But it was like we had reservations and shit was paid for and I was like <laughs> we're going. <laughs> and you know my wife's like what are we gonna do i'm like uh, and both of my children are out of diapers and have been for a while so we just put them in the diapers and i was like just put this on put it on <laughs> and we pretty much were successful with the plan we had to stop emer- urgently one time and they didn't it's funny because they like made it out of the car but not to the can right so but, but at least we're had, out of the but car you, but you had diapers yeah so like we changed just- pull-ups like ill ill fitting pull ups at this point. Yeah, really? I dug some leftover pull ups out of the closet and I said, "Put this shit on, we're leaving." <laughs> Dad has non refundable shit going That's on. Right. That's right. Everybody and get it worked the car. Out fine. I don't care. It wasn't it wasn't a great trip that part of it anyway. At least the uh, the outgoing part. But, but uh, once you got there, it was okay. Yeah, it was all I mean, good. Everybody was fine. Of, everyone kind of recovered as you were there. Then the vacation. Like, yeah, went no off. one was like okay. miserable. No one was miserable on the road, even. Like, it was only just, I urgently have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, that's relatively brutal. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I feel like I would do it again. 
how wait a minute how old how big are these pull-ups can we get the kids in the pull-ups this year? it's like this year it's like i can't get your kids in the pull-ups this year i'm gonna have to buy some <laughs> like, I'm yeah i don't think some. i have well we i actually just cleaned, doing some spring cleaning so i just uh i donated the last last few that we had yeah <laughs> But I interrupted you. By all means, tell me more about your vacation. No, no. So, so my kids now the day. So first of all, like two years ago, like my kids, you'd have to round them up and you have to yell at them because mm-hmm. you know they're wilding and you're just like, I, we gotta go because I'm a you know I'm a dude, so I have like a serious timetable. Like yeah, we have time to, to go. Yeah, gotta make to good go. time. <laughs> we, we gotta <laughs> we gotta be wheels rolling at ten or this whole thing falls apart. Right? I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. So anyway, now what's funnier is my kids are in the car 30 minutes before we leave now. They're ready to go, huh? <laughs> no, like they're on their phones and shit. Oh, and they're just, like sitting on I their... might as well go sit out there because we're going to eventually need right. to be out there. Right. And then you're, <laughs> then you're walking around. It's like, what are you kids doing? You, got, you are old enough to help now. Put those things down and drag your own bag into the car. At least your own stuff. Yes. I think we're... At, so now I've reached the... And now I've reached the you can take your own bag to the car, which is nice because now it's just a short jump from take your own stuff to the car to take all the bags to the car. Because <laughs> I remember, because I was a hefty kid and I was pretty strong and, you know, but my my old man, like, understood that I took some pride in being able to heft stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think he glommed on pretty early, like, okay, Chris, just see if you can take this gigantic Samsonite hard case suitcase down the stairs and put it in the car, like, almost dying. Like, right? <laughs> like, and sweating. Like, and, like, you know, I could do it. I could do it, Dad. Fully knowing now, looking back, thinking, I was probably inches away from, like, crippling myself as... <laughs> As a nine-year-old trying to haul down these giant suitcases down the steps so we could put them in the back of the station wagon. As a true father, uh, I would be more concerned about what you might have do to my drywall with that suitcase on your way to the car. (laughs) I don't want to patch that and paint that shit. What do you think you're doing? (laughs) Right, right. But see, um, but you know. You know, when you have boys or in the house, you know, that's what you do to them, right? You know, mow the lawn, haul this heavy stuff. You know, it's never too early to it's never too early to get yourself going. I think I was mowing the lawn in like fourth grade. Which seems <laughs> irresponsible on my parents' part. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that was that was, you know, but summer vacation like as a kid was was sort of like that, right? I mean Yeah. You know, not not just the car parts, but just just you know, no school like this right. day and age, you know, we bring our hands like, well, the kids got to go to some camps and they got to do this and that. My folks yeah. are just like sit on this couch, watch this TV, you know, ride your bike to the pool, come home for dinner. Yeah, I'm really confused about, I guess it must've just been a lot easier to not have to work full time. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't have the kids here and I mean, I work from home. I work full time, basically from home most days. But it's it's somewhat unpredictable, and there's no way that kids could just be here. They'd have to be older, I suppose, and they'd have to learn to like. So I could do it in like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they're teenagers, like pre-driving, like at some point, until one of them starts driving, summer summer pretty much pretty well falls on on the parents to sort of deal with. But I remember my folks just were like, you know, because, you know, my old man's a doctor. My mom worked at his office doing office manager things. So they would just bail. 
You know, I have an older brother. He's three years older than me. So mm-hmm. even when I was eight, he was 11. Mm-hmm. They were just like, you know, there's make a peanut butter sandwich and don't die and don't kill anyone. And then, <laughs> and then I don't even think that's legal now. I think, your, I think your kid has to, I think the oldest kid has to be at least 12 or maybe even 13. See, this is the kind of discussion we're having these days. Is it legal to leave your 11-year-old kid in charge of the 10-year-old or the 8-year-old at home? Like, like back then, back in the late seventies, yeah. you know, forget it, man. Let the kids stay at home. Then well, my some mom, people are you know, crazy now. Yeah, like you're not even like. There's people who won't even let their kids like ride their bikes around the neighborhood, and I get it. But at the same time, I, it's like you're you're being ridiculous. Oh no, you're, you're being completely ridiculous. But uh, that this there's probably a, there's probably a, a podcast later on in the in the summer after I finish my finish this book I'm reading but um but yeah it's, there's no reason your kids probably couldn't stay home alone probably couldn't ride their bikes you know go down to the Starbucks go down to the grocery store do kid stuff and be just perfectly fine yeah I don't know I see some kids walking around the neighborhood it seems like they're, they're but they look a little older 13 14 yeah yeah, thirteen. That's 14. older. That's middle, different than eleven. That's different school. when the three kids and the oldest one's eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up in a podunk, so I mean, yeah, that's was, different too. If you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Growing if you up spend in a those years in it, yeah, in a, in a nowhere in a nowheresville, then you can kind of get away with a lot more. <laughs> you can get away with a lot more, and you know the attitude is just different. But, but I think that that even even looking back, you you know, you, you got to think about your parents and saying. You know, they'll be okay. Whatever. We had a lot lax. There was a lot. It was. It was not so much. You have to learn stuff during the summer. <laughs> now it seems like kids have to learn stuff all the time, or else you're falling behind. My kindergartner's bringing home homework every week. God, what? Right. Color this cat a different color this week. No, I mean, it's like it? math and like <laughs> grammar. Like it's not. It's no shit. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm struggling with it, but you know, I'm not five. <laughs> wait, wait till that Common Core math comes home when you. I mean, get me. out of here with your math line. I don't even know what you're talking about, and I don't want to hear about it. And it's ridiculous. Like I can wait, still do the math the right way. Like I don't wait, know what you're wait till you have to do the math their way. <sighs> I don't You're gonna love the number it. line. I'm gonna go cause a riot. I'm gonna be like the fifty, the fiftieth parent come in there and be like, you can't. What is it? It's on the. It's in the Incredibles. You can't change math. <laughs> right. <laughs> they did. It's right. a dream. Moving on. So moving on, we're going to. Uh, and I just lost the document because I'm an idiot. Uh, sorry. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the eternal battle for self motivation. And so this started. We we talk a lot about golf on this podcast. Uh, you and I are both avid golfers. I'm sure we lose listeners every time we bring up the topic, but you know, Here it comes. it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I'm watching like, I don't even remember what led me to this really, other than my own progress recently. So as I've become a better amateur, um, first of all, I regret not taking it more seriously when I was younger, when I could really swing the club a lot faster um, and hit the ball a long ways. Uh, I think that there was a, cause I, I, I was telling my wife, like I, the, for the first time in my life, I feel like I know what I'm doing as opposed to just sort of taking a educated guess at swinging at the ball. I feel like I finally sure. like know what I'm trying to accomplish and actually able to do it most of the time. When I was younger, it was much more of a just wild crapshoot. I had an idea of what I was trying to accomplish, but didn't really know how to do it. It's sort of like having a bad jump shot that goes in at you know a 30% clip. 
<laughs> like you're just right? guessing. Yeah. Anyway, as I've made recent progress, I've come to this realization as you know, you come home and you, if you had a great day on the course and your wife couldn't care less, right? right. She's not she involved. Give a, it doesn't involve give a her. Crap, right. No, it's like, great. You're back. Help me uh, clean up this shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> Go hang that or like whatever it is. Deal with the kids, bathe the children. Um, I've come to like relate to what I realize now must be one of the most difficult things about any professional individual sport, which is that no one essentially outside of people who are making money off of you is invested in your personal success. So if you're like a fringe contender, but not somebody who's marketable, that must be just the hardest thing in the world where it's like, is it, or I should say fringe contender who never really wins. Like if you never really win tournaments, mm-hmm. what what a difficult existence to scratch out a 10 or 15 year career when no one in the world gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Except you. Yeah. I'm, and yeah. it's not, I mean, I think that is, and that is a interesting thing. I mean, in the, in the lens of golf, yeah, I mean, you're. It's hard. It's lonely. It's a lonely existence. You spend a lot of time by yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a family that you'd probably rather be with while you're, you know, gutting it out in Hartford, or right. what? Trying to you know make the cut in Hartford and then make bring home a check. I mean, right. these are. I mean, when it comes right down to it, it's just a job, right? To those right. When range it, time, practice rounds, putting green. I'm, you know, they work a lot harder at their job than I work at mine. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, we, we, we romanticize and this is, this is with sports in general that we romanticize it. Right. And, and the self-motivation part is what's interesting to me is, is how easy it was to motivate myself to go to practices and stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. It was the highlight of my day. Right. It was, it was you couldn't wait for baseball practice. You couldn't wait right. to, you know, you couldn't wait for football practice. You couldn't wait to make sure you got in your, your weight room time and all this other stuff. And it was easy. It, it felt easy to motivate yourself to achieve in that kind of a setting. And then you become an adult. <laughs> I think, and, and things get a little different. I, it just gets hard. You know, I think you might even be romanticizing the, the childhood aspects of it because as I start to think about it for real, yes, when we had something fun going on, I looked forward to practice. When I knew we were going to do drills for an hour and then condition for 45 minutes, not so much. <laughs> well, so maybe I'm, maybe I am romanticizing that a little bit too. Yeah, but I don't really want to run sprints. Yeah. But I think I didn't a- want to run sprints when I was young. I certainly don't want to do it now. I sort of I was as I was thinking about this subject earlier. It's sort of it comes back to you know how evolution in a way is is evolution basically is this game of good enough, right? Like as 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 organisms, we evolve to a point of good enough, and things tend to stop. Okay, you're able to reproduce, and then. And then things go on. So there's certain systems in your body right now that are that have all these kind of like screwed up parts to them, simply because evolution is fine with it. It's good enough. Right. And as an adult, it feels like at that point you're just saying, okay, you know what? I I put in enough training. I put in enough stuff to be good at my job. It's good enough. Like no one right. yells at me. I mean, there are people who are more motivated who want to you know, take over the world or build stuff. Like there's dyed in the wool entrepreneurs who just can't stop. Right. They're just, and I, do I envy them? No, I'd certainly respect them, (laughs) but, but 
it's it's kind of a crazy existence to think that when they go to sleep at night, they probably can't sleep because the next day they got to get up and keep pushing it. Right? It's not good enough. Yeah, that, that sounds. I want to be able to at least relax a little bit. Nothing's ever good enough, and that's kind of the way that their lives work. And God bless them, because that way we have you know all these successful companies driven by these people who are, quite frankly, uncommon and probably mostly insane. <laughs> and we need them. Well, but and, I mean, that's yeah. Of course, we need them because if you take the lazy road to to fame and fortune, you end up the president. Right. <laughs> well, you end up good enough. I mean, you the, end up you end up the good first, enough. America's first true slacker president. We thought <laughs> we thought W might have a little bit of it in him, but uh, nothing like this guy. Well, just just I'm just gonna yell at people and never actually do anything. People got people got famous and became president and probably shouldn't have been president and. You know, if you True. if I if I flip back through my my uh, you know my good enough social studies <laughs> education <laughs> and history, you know somebody like a Ulysses S. Grant, sure, like great great you know war hero, got shit done. They made him the president. I think he was a shitty president. But sure, sure, yeah. We <laughs> we could talk about Warren Harding. Nobody wants to talk about that, <laughs> right? But I mean, so that's the thing about that's the thing about this whole motivation piece is like, I know that that from a job standpoint I'm pretty good at my job and and would I say that I go there every day to push the envelope the answer is probably no you know I'm, I'm there to I you know it's solid I want to do a really good job and mm-hmm. I, I when I when I leave I don't want to think about it you know yeah and that's and that's and and similarly my golf game <laughs> I you know I'm a little bit I'm a little bit slightly I'm slightly more motivated because I play with my kids and I don't want to be worse right. than my kids yet. But right. that that but that day's coming for me. Were you just and, like okay and, now I'm on the bag permanently and it's coming soon. Well I'm gonna play. It's just that I won't be able to beat any either of them. But the uh, but that and that'll be a fun problem to have. But the um, but uh, but as far as but as far as like motivating myself. You're right. It's hard. How do you how do you motivate yourself intellectually? How do you right. motivate yourself? Do I you know I'm gonna go to the gym because I guess I feel better when I go to the gym, but I'm not gonna I'm not going there to get ripped. Right. You know. I mean these are these are <laughs> these are these are the limits of sort of adult motivation. Right. You know that's yeah. The, no, I I in the spring cleaning I sort of recovered my how my home gym like I I unburied the garage gym from you know. <laughs> whatever detritus was all gathered up in the corner and uh i set it up so that it was you know it used to be set up in more traditional sort of a weight bench and and, and dumbbells and, and whatever and what i did was i set it up with this the pull-up bar as the primary setup mm-hmm. um because that is not a workout it's a litmus litmus test i can just check in <laughs> like how many pull-ups can i do okay two cool i'm not gonna die soon <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I mean, like I could just go do a couple and then not feel terrible about myself. But man, I'm reaching an age where, and it it has to do with, it has to do with being out of shape as well, obviously, but like I'll not be warmed up in any way and I'll grab onto that thing and pull and I'm careful. I don't go crazy and try to jerk myself up there. I do it controlled, but then I'll let myself down after one pull up and it's like my whole body hurts. (laughs) It's like, like it's immediately trying to recover. Like how do my knees hurt from doing a pull up? Yes, yes. Like my whole my ass hurts, like everything. Just 
it's not a good it's not good so i hopefully i'll build up the uh, backup on the, the pull-up and uh, that, that way and then i have a like a medicine ball thing or not a medicine ball but a what do you call it like an exercise ball if i want to oh. actually just do bench or whatever i'll just use that instead of the bench so the bench right. is basically now just a glorified stand for the pull-up bar right because <laughs> it you know it's one of those adjustable ones that stands up and then the bar slots into it sure and goes across the top yeah. sure but yeah but the priorities just change i mean the you know there's a lot of things that i won't do for myself because but you'll do for your family right you'll do for sure. the team yeah and that and as the team comes slightly it's it becomes an easy excuse to say well i gotta do this for the team so i guess i won't do this for me i mean it, it becomes a, a, a convenient thing but but um but in terms of like trying to get myself at some point you'll get to this point where where you know from a, at least from a workout standpoint the mm-hmm. the the cost of not working out sure. starts to starts to exceed the I'm doing like yoga on a regular basis. I'm just not yeah. like lifting weights. No, there's <laughs> you're going to have to at some point you're going to have to strike some balance because it's it's um you know you check out the you know you don't want to be the the that old really old broken down dude <laughs> you know you want to you want to you want to keep yourself moving moving around a little bit yeah you know because when you turn 40 man the shit just gonna break loose yeah well you I, know the I, bottom line is that nobody cares about you and we're all gonna die alone <laughs> <laughs> yay well, on that happy note, let's move on to the World Cup. So we're just about through the group stage. We talked a little bit about budding World Cup excitement. We're getting there. We had a fun upset today when Korea knocked out Germany 2-0. Um, but we're heading into the uh, the knockout stage starting on the 30th. We have one more day of group play left, uh, which is largely inconsequential. We talked a little bit about what the options are. Uh, essentially, England and Belgium are playing each other, and uh, one of those two teams is going to win the table and... Uh, be the top seed. The other one's going to be the second team out of the group. And then in Group H, we have Japan, Senegal, and Colombia still uh, bucking for a position in the knockout round. It looks to me like Japan plays Poland, and that seems like it's almost guaranteed to be a win, so they're going to advance. And then essentially Senegal, if they lose to Colombia, I believe they will be out, but I haven't done the math. Um, but that said, let's 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 do this. Let's see if we can do an uned- uneducated bracket pick. Um, starting in the round of 16 on match 49, we have uh, on, on June 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, Uruguay versus Portugal. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, let me let me let me let's do this first. When I say that I'm a little pissed that Nigeria couldn't take care of business because if Argentina doesn't get through, it absolutely feeds my messy narrative. <laughs> and the fact that <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little this pissed this I'm a again. little pissed I'm a little pissed that Argentina got into this and got into this to begin with. I think they want to go home. Yeah, <laughs> but so it was pissing me off. That that part kind of pissed me off. Secondly, um, the the story underneath the story behind Belgium and Ar- and Belgium and England is you don't want to win. Right. No, they want to play to a draw. But at the same time, because well, you you think that the the Group H winner has well, a worse matchup. Well, let's see. So the the no, the it's Group G. Group, sorry, sorry, the sorry. Group G winner in oh, their, it's Brazil or Mexico. Yeah, they get Brazil, like Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Portugal, and Ur- right. Uruguay. They're all in that side of the bracket. 
The other side of the bracket's like Spain and Denmark, Croatia, Switzerland. Hey, hey, Sweden, hey, we're Spain, Russia. all dismissive. What's the matter with you? Spain sucks, dude. Oh, my God. Get out. They don't, look, they may not be the world beaters of years past, but they have as good a chance to win this tournament as anybody. Well, any considering they're on that side of the bracket, I think they got a great <laughs> chance. But you do not want – that's the side of the bracket you want to be on, and that's where the second place, Group G – uh, team goes. Well, so, I'll tell you what. To make this easy, we can pick the round. Sorry, go ahead. How do you? How? But here, the, the subplot tomorrow when watching England Belgium is how do you lose, but don't lose in a way that well everybody knows you want to lose. I mean, no one's no one. I mean, everyone's playing, paying close attention to the World Cup. Everyone knows Belgium and England want to lose. So isn't the tiebreaker that's in play too like sportsmanship tiebreaker like the one where how many cards you've been shown <laughs> yes so aren't you trying to like catch it's like a soft yellow at some point without <laughs> right. getting ejected from the match they have the i think they have the exact same amount of goals too right so yeah no it's straight across it's, yeah this is this is one of those things where it's like maybe we could draw and maybe we could pick up two yellow like get some crappy dudes in there and have them pick up some yellows do they still have the rule where if you pick up two yellows in the knockouts you've missed the final or the semi, rather. But that's why you have to get some crappy dudes in there to take these to take these hits. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, we gotta. So I'll be interested to watch that game to see someone try to lose gracefully because it'll be it's it'll be a real art form unless they just both decide to just super tank. It might be really gross too. It might be sad. Yeah. It might be sad. Uh, and in the other in the other part, I'm ready, I'm ready for Japan. Let's get let's get a let's get an Asian team in there. Sure. I can carry the the banner for the Eastern block. It's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think to keep this reasonable, um, right. especially since the quarters don't start until after our next show, we can just no. pick the round of 16. Okay. We don't round have to pick 16. through the bracket. And also, I don't want to write anything down, so that'll help. All right. <laughs> All right, so Uruguay and Portugal. <laughs> You know, I always like to think of Uruguay as uh, the Urukai, sure. the orcs from the uh, from the Lord of the Rings. Suarez um, is kind of orcish. Yeah, he's a kind of. He'll also eat your. He'll also eat your face. He will his, bite you. He, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going Portugal. Me and my, my man, Chris Ron. Yeah, I mean, I'm no fan, but I, I think that they look. They're just playing really nice team football right now. And he's it's they're playing exactly the way they need to play for him to be as effective as he can be. Um, you don't have any of these second-rate non-superstars out there trying to steal the shine like usual. <laughs> exactly. So give me Portugal. I'll, I agree. All right, uh, match two. We have France and Argentina. <laughs> God dang it! I think that I think I think Argentina is gonna get through. You do? I haven't seen a minute of France play. No, that's not true. I think they have some of the the, the greatest kits in the in the cup this year. Yeah, I like the gradient sleeve look that they've got going on. The uh, yeah, well, I'm not really. I just have this. I just think that Argentina is one of those teams that sort of skates through, and then they find that they find their they find a way they to pick up some crappy goals all right well i will just bet against myself and my own opinions on the greatest player you know what i i don't want to pick against argentina though because i'd like to see the argentina portugal match just so that you can you know gloat at me on the internet (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true france has got france has got star power though i mean we'll just see if they come to play yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the other side of that one 
just to make it interesting. I think okay. France, I, Argentina to me, just they're ready to go home. They look ready to go home unless they somehow <laughs> find some sort of magic spark to make this happen. I think they're just going to do it to stick it to me. <laughs> nice. Bastards. All right. Um, on that same side, we're going to stay on that side of the draw rather than go with the schedule. Uh, we have Brazil versus Mexico. This is a good one. Although I think Mexico's not. I think Mexico sort of, uh, I think they luck their way through, especially after taking that drubbing. <laughs> you know, what yeah. was it yesterday, day before? Yeah, I don't remember which day it was. I, I It's all starting to blend together. I've watched so much of it lately. I don't like their chances. I don't like their chances. I think they get, I think they get blown out. I think that's, oh this, right, they got rocked by Sweden. That was yesterday. Yeah, that was this. This feels that was this like, morning, wasn't it? No, see, I don't know. They all blend together. <laughs> I think it was me. this morning. <laughs> anyway, um, there. This this has four to one written all over it to me. Blow out, blow out. Really, our Canadian friends. So, all right, you're going with Brazil. I'm going to also take the other side of that one. I think that I I think that. Mexico maybe didn't have a lot to play for in that in that particular match and uh, is a team of destiny. Are you going to pull a Lynn uh, Donovan and get a Mexico jersey and wear it around? I used to have one. <laughs> you did? D. Sanchez. <laughs> D. Sanchez. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> it's not even a ju- I genuinely had a D. Sanchez Mexico, Mexico jersey. jersey. I'm oh, pretty sure God. it was like a, a, a Denise, Denise Sanchez. Yeah, dirty. Uh, so we talked about the group. So the next match is Group G winner versus Group H one runner up. Um, so it's um, either G G's going to win, right? Right. There's no way. Whoever comes out of H is not being well. The runner up out of H. So Senegal, Colombia. That, no. that team's not winning another game. No. So whether it's England or Belgium, they're going to go through. Yep. Uh, and then we've got España versus Russia. This would be well. So I think Russia's frauds. <laughs> Terrible. Putin's already paid the money and done all the things he's needed to do to get his uh, his team like through this far. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Putin I think Putin applies the the leverage in the just the right amount of places, and they squeak by in a in a tight one, like a three to like a three to two two to one squeaker over yeah. uh, over Spain because Spain the the Spanish players want to get home with like you know. They don't want their uncles to get shot or something. There's like family members on the line here. They say, "Make it look good, but lose." I don't. I don't. I mean, that's a hard argument to come against. To, to come up against. <laughs> uh, purely on a football perspective, I watch enough Spain to know that as long as they don't give up some like totally shitty goal, they're probably going to go through. Um, they have a tendency for some reason, even with a well-organized back line, to just come apart at the worst possible time, and there's always like some bad lucky bounce. Uh, against the defense so i'm gonna pick spain that's just a homer pick that's my team so um i and i think i don't think russia's actually any good i think they're gonna get exposed i don't think that spain could lose if they tried and believe me you don't want russian players exposing themselves (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna i don't (laughs) i don't even know what to do with that all right next you're just gonna move on so the next match is our croatia versus denmark Oh, I don't speaking have any fun, of, accent. speaking I don't have any fun of, accents for that speaking one. Speaking of Russians exposing themselves. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> did, you, did you see that is Ibrahimovic? He's a he's a Russian guy, right? Did you see did you see what? his picture? He's a Russian? Is he? I don't think so. Oh. Well, the well, guy with a name like Ibrahimovic? 
Anyway, is he from like Sweden or Norway? He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's from Sweden. He plays from he plays for Sweden. Yeah, or is he, but he's not he's not Russian. Like his like heritage, he must be obviously. He's he himself is. I've never known him to be anything but Swedish. Uh, I don't know the lineage. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, the body issue, the ESPN body issue, where they all show up naked. Sure. Like he's got like fully tattooed buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These are the parts of the internet I end up on. You should look up Zlatan Ibrahimovic tattoo buttocks. Okay. It's, okay. It's actually it's actually kind of mesmerizing. It's actually like you'll get hypnotized by his tattooed butt. I am a big Ibrahimovic fan. Um, I hated him when he was on Barcelona, but I loved him. Like I loved to hate him. It was like having the best worst. Like he just he didn't care to fit into what the team was trying to do at all. Sure. And yet he was also extremely entertaining and very amazing and continues to be even in, into old age here. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of respect for the Zlatan. You know, it's, 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 it is. It's he is. It's it's the Zlatan. <laughs> like Zlatan is for all. Zlatan is for all time. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, do do yourself a favor and uh, you know check it out. Well, so just to clear it up, because I looked it up while we were talking, uh, he was born <laughs> in Sweden in Malmo. Okay. For those of you, uh, he's two years younger than me, which makes me sad. Um, sure, you're older than then, all. The, you're older than all the retiring athletes at this point. It's, it so is. Bu- get, it is a bummer. Yes. Get used to that. Yep. Um, he was born to a Bosniak father and a uh, Catholic Croat mother. So, if you're Got familiar so at all with the, the history of Yugoslavia, you'll know that a lot of Albanians and Serbians have migrated to Northern Europe uh, during the turmoil of the last century. Okay. So he was one of those children. So he's uh so he's uh he's from that part of Europe, not Russian. Correct. Doesn't take doesn't take doesn't uh doesn't um doesn't um dissuade me from uh lumping him in with the Russians and then telling you to go look at his tattooed butt. Ibrahimovic tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we're we're definitely we'll definitely his be going body at, is tattooed. We'll his whole body. We'll definitely be going into the uh, the the ESPN body issue here in the next in the next couple of weeks for sure for sure naked athletes that's right in our wheelhouse yeah this is yeah this is there'll be there'll be a full breakdown anyway call it a preview <laughs> <laughs> call it a preview uh, and all um, right well we hit the timer and we're almost finished uh, yeah we're the we OT now so yeah so pick a Croatia Denmark team well I'm gonna pick my uh, my Croatia versus Denmark based on the only athletes I know from those countries which are tennis players <laughs> <laughs> and so you know so Croatia one of my favorite tennis players uh, Goran Ivanisevic is from Croatia so I'm going with Croatia since I don't know any other athletes from those those countries I know I'm also gonna go with Croatia and that has to do with uh, basically Ivan Rakitic being on uh, on the Croat team and me being familiar with his excellence from time to time all right well there you go and then we last one or sorry we have sweden switzerland this is like vanilla ice cream versus vanilla ice cream sweden versus switzerland how many americans think these are the same country (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them right a lot of people they won't be able to tell the difference because from the players in the field because they all look about the same. But here, I'm, I'm still crappy about Sweden packing it in and letting Germany beat them the other day. I'm still, I still have no idea what was happening there. Sweden is a man up with five minutes left, and they just <laughs> sat back and let Germany just 
they hammer away at him until they get a free kick and the guy buries one. I mean, I was dumbfounded by that entire performance. And for that, they get the they do not they do not get my backing. I will take Switzerland, even though it's likely that's you know we're, we're looking probably at a coin flip of a game here. But I'm taking Switzerland. Right. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't really understand that strategy either. I mean, sure, I understand that why you're you know what you're going for when you're parking the bus, but like that's it never it very rarely works out. It's like the prevent defense. It would it would be different if they weren't a man if they hadn't been a man up. I mean, the right. guy gets the red. They get shown off. They're a man, uh, Germany's a man down, and and Sweden packed it in. And I just and it blew me away. I just kept screaming at the television. I'm like, what is happening? Because I wanted Germany to lose. I thought it was. I mean, I guess I guess it worked out. <laughs> I guess it worked out. Germany went home, but the uh, but still, I I just can't back that. I can't back a team that's going to play like that. Right. Sorry. In the last match, I don't think we're going to have to pick because it's the Group G. Um the group G runner up versus the group H winner. And I still think the group G runner up beats whoever the group G is. It's basically, so what, it's probably so it's either England or Belgium versus probably Japan. So what's a, so, so what's, I know that the, the English, the English fans who I know a few actual English fans, um, mm-hmm. they have this hilarious, this, it's like this irrational enthusiasm, like this irrational, like enthusiasm. And then this irrational pessimism toward the whole thing it's like we're gonna win but we're gonna screw it up we're gonna win but we're gonna screw it up what's the what's the ceiling on england here if harry kane can stay relatively hot i mean he's obviously i mean he scored five goals in this freaking yeah it's been pretty crazy i mean that can't last but what's the what's the uh what's the what's the what's our ceiling on england do you like them do you like them in the four I think it really depends on their health, right? I mean, hasn't Ali been hurt? I think that hurts him a lot when it comes into like the knockout stages. He's I I want to tell you like honestly, like my my opinion of England is not well informed at this point. Um I really in the last few years pretty much almost completely checked out of English football. Um I don't have an English club that I support, so I don't watch the Premiership at all. Um and these guys aren't famous enough anymore, at least not in the, at least not, I don't know, maybe I'm just not consuming the right media or, or you know, I'm, I'm very focused on some of the, the other European leagues, but like, I only know, I used to know most of the, the, the English roster, at least the starting 11. And now I feel like when I look at this, like, I don't know half these dudes, um, obviously Della Ali, Harry Kane, you know, Raheem Sterling, the forwards, basically, right? I know the names of the forwards because they score. Uh, mm. Rashford and, and Vardy, but that's about it. Like, I don't know these guys, so I don't really know what they're capable of. That probably helps them, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. the fact that the fact that England doesn't have all these, like, superstar... Right. It's like, not the, the Lampard, Rooney, Terry team of years past. Yeah, the, yeah, Beckham... Those that yeah. those years where it was like, well, how can these guys not win? Blah blah blah. Maybe they right. maybe they sneak through. Maybe they maybe they sneak through a couple of. Uh, maybe they sneak through the first. Maybe they sneak into the eight, and then if they're in the right, if they're in the proper side of the bracket, um, yeah, maybe they sneak into the final four. It'd be was it the Japanese team that's switching their jerseys because they know that Europeans can't tell Asians apart? <laughs> Did you see that story? <laughs> or was it the Koreans? I don't recall. <laughs> What do you mean? They're changing their numbers? 
you didn't see the story? No. Yeah, so one of the Asian teams, and I apologize for not recalling which, and I'll see if I can correct because they all look Because off. they all look the same to you? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Is that why you can't tell which I, Asian you, team? Why are you making this personal? It's not about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so the, 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 the Asian manager uh, said they were switching their shirts in training um, when they knew there was a uh, European scout there because he wouldn't be able to actually tell them apart. God, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> I mean, really, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's for sure. I'm going to say that I can't, I can't tell any of them apart. So that's the, that's the. It was, sorry, it, was, it wasn't Japan. It was South Korea. Regardless of the footballers out on the field, mm-hmm. <laughs> Asian or otherwise, I have trouble telling, you know, unless, you know, I have trouble telling you apart. They're most. They're mostly. They're mostly similar. I have no comment. <laughs> no. Again, it's, it's like just it's, it's exposure. It's exposure. You're not. You, of course. I mean, I think that people from other countries have a harder time telling white people apart than they would ever admit. Sure. That, I think that, it's just that, that's my point with the Swiss team. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can't tell those guys apart. Or like the Germans, like the the new guys, the guys whose names I don't already know. Like. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. That's actually one of my favorite parts about the Spanish team is there's so much variety in what dudes look like that are from Spain. There's like yeah. just sort of normal white dudes. Then there's like the, you know, the swarthy, like stereotypical Spaniard. And then you've got like David Silva out there running around with this crazy giant great gazoo bald head and his weird mustache <laughs> goatee combo. He looks like, um, what is the, the is, am I thinking of the leader? Did he, didn't he have a goatee? I don't know, sort of a Ming the Merciless Great Gazoo look he's got going on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice variety pack of weird-looking dudes. Yeah, I mean that's the and yeah, in the long shot, that's the one, you know, when you're when you're when you're not really like a super fan. Yeah. Like it's in the long shot where you don't you're like I have no idea who these people are. Let's just watch where the ball goes. And then hopefully you know, somebody somebody whose name rec- name recognition picks up as as the ball gets closer to the goal. Or something happens for me. I would like to, since I've claimed my allegiance to Spain, um, disavow Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I, 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 I hate him because he's on Real. And every World Cup, I've got to get over it. And it usually takes, and it takes longer and longer each time. And this time, you know, I like what he does for the team, but also he can get fucked because he's dirty and he drives me crazy. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, we all have players on the teams that we're backing that are just you would. You would hate them. I mean, for Spain, it's like for me, it's like Diego Costa. It's like God. Yeah. That guy. That guy just pisses me off. Yeah, I'm not a huge Costa fan. And then he scored twice in the opener, and I was like, Oh God, I gotta get on board with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> get on board, baby. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, those are our World Cup picks. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through that. Chris, we're well into the overtime. Obviously, did you have anything else to touch on before we sign off for the evening? Not really. Me neither. So we'll keep it. Well, I was going to say short and sweet, but I'm looking at the timer and we managed to drag it on as you know, because that's what we do. We keep it tangenty. We keep it exciting and we keep it a little random. Um, thanks everybody. As always for listening to the show. Uh, you can find us in all the places I told you earlier and I still don't have a good sign off. So, uh, we'll, uh, you know, I don't know. You'll hear us next week. Peace.
Welcome to Tellman Prep. Congratulations on being our first male students in our 130-year history. I'm Ivana. I'll be your guide. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Now, if you will, follow me. Stop. 